0: we we'll to start off today with a thank you. Thank you to you guys. Anybody who's listening to this, the, uh, the folks who are watching it on YouTube, running to say first in the first comments, um, you know, the folks who joined on WhatNot streams, who joined on Drip streams, you know, who've commented, who have reposted, the Andy Savikinises and the Iowa Daves who let folks out there know about the episodes. Um... I probably shouldn't be like, wow, you know, uh, surprised by this. But this is the 75th episode of The Hobby with Cage, 75. And, you know, I guess I shouldn't be pausing to kind of, you know, talk about uh, 75 episodes, especially since, you know, when you count like the whatnot shows and, you know, some of the live stuff that and, and we did. Andrew and I did over a 1,000 episodes together, so – you know that was a a, a three year process every day this is kind of like scaling it back right you know doing it monday wednesday friday and you know now i got 75 it's such a small number by comparison but when i look around it you know the hobby itself kind of you know the content of the hobby and and you know just the the entire industry 75 is a lot you know the you know, forget about the thousand before this, the 75 on its own, you know, that's rarefied air as far as hobby content is concerned. I mean, there's probably, you know, I don't know, a few dozen or so hobby podcasts that have passed that. Uh, Dr. Becky, you're in your own league and I'll never catch you unless I start doing two-a-days. But let me hit the lottery and I'll give it a shot. The funny part about that is, it's 75, but I feel like I have enough to talk about to do 7,500 of these episodes. I feel like the hobby on a daily is always giving you something to talk about. Let alone the decades of of hobby craziness that I've seen and the ability to kind of you know tell stories and 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 just talk about the hobby. As I record this, we're a couple of hours from breaking news. You know, you've probably by the time you're listening to this, have seen it 500 places, but you know following suit with the NFLPA, well, this is a different entity. The WWE, um, you know, World Wrestling Entertainment, allegedly, according to a report from Darren Revell on Twitter, um, has broken ties with Panini and has done kind of the same thing, basically saying that Panini has breached their contract. I don't know what's going on there, I don't know, you know, what the facts and the details are. I'm just telling you about the report. You can read it on Twitter uh on Darren Rebell's account if you can. But you know, the 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 difference between a WWE um, and an NFL is NFL and the Players Association each have their own ability to make a contract. There is not the same thing with WWE. It's just the WWE, which you know, if you want to go a layer deeper, um the UFC and the WWE are now part of the same company, Endeavour, and um I believe Panini loses their license the yeah, end of this year uh, for the UFC. So does that mean Fanatics is going to be making UFC and WWE cards shortly, in short order? Um, it's I mean, just so many, you know, interesting things to talk about and questions. Um, you know, that's just one thing. That's just today. That's just one example of how the hobby gives you you know, stuff to talk about. On the weekly, I'm able to do a weekly news segment. And trust me, it is difficult getting that down to a minute. I could do 15 minutes. You guys know me. If you listen to this, you know me. I can speak. <laughs> There's no shortage of words. You know, I try to keep these things to 20, 25 minutes. And it's difficult. I get up to 17 and I'm like, you're going to really wrap this up. I'm verbose. Hell, I spent four minutes just now talking about absolutely nothing. See how it flies. So forget it, on a on the weekly, there's just so much to talk about. And then you 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 layer in, you know, hobby news, you layer in, you know, hobby stories and, and you layer in just kind of the, the stuff that there's lessons to be learned. Wow. I mean, I could talk for hours. So let me let me tell you what's on my mind today. It's a Wednesday. Usually Monday's a brain dump, but let me tell you what's on my mind today. Um, if you listen to this, my stories may still be up. One of the things I want to do is impart a little bit of wisdom, right? Because I've, I've seen it. I've seen stuff come. And It's not just, wow, I'm a genius. If I'm posting something, it's because it's a lesson that I probably learned myself. It's a lesson that I'm still learning, right? And, you know, I try to do it in a fun way where we're talking about NFL quarterbacks now, right? Oh, it's quarterback time, right? Well, um, you know, I posted a story. Hey, before you go out and buy that, you know, quarterback now who you think is going to be a star, um, you know, wouldn't you be thrilled if your quarterback uh, won the Super Bowl and, pass, and became the first quarterback ever to pass for 40,000 yards and run for 5,000? And I'm showing, of course, Justin Fields to lead you down that path. But then the next slide is that's Russell Wilson. And who's out there, you know, a huge Russell Wilson collector? Who's out there making money, investing and collecting Russell Wilson? Nobody. And the next slide is, all right, well, if it's not that. then you know, you're about to buy a quarterback. You're sure is going to win the MVP. Right. And is going to finish in the top 10 in passing yards and passing touchdowns for their career of, of all time, of all quarterbacks, top 10 in both. Sure. You got to invest in that guy. You got to buy him for, you know, the prices that they're charging. Now flip to the next screen. That's Matt Ryan, MVP. I think ninth and sixth in yards and touchdowns. Like, uh, and nobody's collecting Matty Ice. Nobody's buying the Matt Ryan cards. And it's sort of a lesson there. And sure, you know, uh, somebody sent me a DM and says, you know, you're 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 trying to prevent people from, you know, from learning a lesson that they need to learn themselves, right? Don't touch the cookie sheet when it's pulled out of the oven because you know you got to learn. You got to burn your hand and then no, you can't touch that. You know, I did it myself as a kid. You know, burn my hand, burn my chin once. Ah, I like chocolate chip cookies. You know, fat kids, we like cookies and cake. So, but still, I'm not going to stop. I try to, you know, I try to put that out there, use the little charts, use the card ladder charts, use the, you know, the fun stuff that's there. That way, you know, if if you're contemplating, you know, buying a Fields card or a Sam Howell card or a, um, you know, uh, uh, Kenny Pickett, anyone, I mean, you name it, Desmond Ritter, um, whoever it may be. You're doing it with your eyes open. And I got another DM, which was a great one. Somebody telling me, hey, you know, isn't it some of this about like understanding that most cards do go down, but there's a value in owning your guy, you know, getting a card of your guy. Sure. I, I Trust me, I buy that. And, you know, there's, that's part collector, part investor. My, my point is not to say don't do something. You do what you like. You know, it's your money, right? People waste their money all the time. People buy fancy cars. People buy, you know, fancy watches, that, you know, you don't, they tell the time the same way that my, you know, Takeo sports watch sells, uh, you know, tells the same time. But, you know, people like to have those luxury items. Maybe, maybe there are buyers out there who think buying, a, you know, a Sam Howell RPA is, you know, hey, look, I get to show this off just like I show off my Rolex or, you know, whatever it may be, right? I get it. And it's not me preaching. It's me being the old man on the block, trying to tell you this has happened. And you know what? I'll go a step further, right? It's a lesson that I'm still learning because even, you know, given my time in the hobby, things change in the hobby, right? Things, I remember Nolan Ryan cards being valued. I remember the 1993 Finest set came out and people were after Nolan Ryan. How oh, they're still after a Nolan Ryan PSA 10 refractor sells for than Ken Griffey Jr., by, by a long shot. Um, and if you could find one, please. If you have a PSA 10, Nolan Ryan, 93, finest refractor, please message me. I'm a buyer. And I know it's a lot of money, and I'm still a buyer. Um, but pitchers, right? Pitchers don't p- – people don't care about pitchers. People don't care about closers. You know, I went through like whole oh, Mariano Rivera. You know, the card's too cheap, and he's a first ballot. You know, unanimous Hall of Fame, blah, blah, blah Whole deal. If, if Andrew was here, second mention in an episode, I guess I'm missing the guy. He would tell you this is 100% true. I'm not going back and finding the episode. Hell, there's too many to go through. I, I mean, I'll have to use like chat GPT or some AI to go through it. But I remember watching a Yankee game. Man, two years ago? Maybe, maybe longer than that. Maybe 2020? Um, and the Cleveland Indians brought a reliever in, and he wasn't the closer yet. And I wish I, I should just go grab all. Right. He wasn't a closer yet, but he was throwing gas, right? And he came in and he had an inning where I'm pretty sure the 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 order was like at the time DJ LeMayu was two and he was about like 350 this year. Or, you know, it was Judge and Stanton and somebody else, right? Judge Stanton, Donaldson, or LeMayhu, Judge Stanton. I don't remember exactly, but it was definitely Judge Stanton. And anyway, this guy, it took him like 12 pitches. He struck all three of them out. And it was gas. And it was gas that was moving. It wasn't 100 miles an hour straight. It was like 102 and weaving. And I'm like, holy cow. When this guy's cards come out, I got to stock up on him. And I did. I said, you know, I'm going to buy a bunch of this guy's cards. I'll buy, you know, as many of them as I can. Of course, I'm dumb. And I bought base cards. I bought the gold tops card. You know, because you don't have a, you know, you don't have a, 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 a flawless, really. I mean, you do, but it's not licensed. Um, I don't even know if this guy had flaws. I didn't even look, right? I guess I should have looked like Topps Dynasty. But the point here is that pitcher three years ago, two years ago, was Emmanuel Classe, C L A S E. We had a little uh, PED suspension between then and now. But if you look up the stats in the MLB right now, this is the man who leads the major leagues in saves. He is the closer with the most saves, he is a lights out closer. And I knew it after watching him in one inning. I was that right. Like I watched this guy and I'm like, this dude is going to be a closer. He is going to be a good closer. And he is going to probably be an all-star. He's He is dominant. And I was right. And I bought a stack of his cards. And even though, as we speak right now, he will most likely lead the league in saves this year. Striking out people like crazy and pitching like the beast that I thought he would be. The cards that I bought are worth less than what I paid for. So I am not perfect. Even when I'm right, I'm not perfect. And that's another fun little lesson from the hobby, right? It's you can be right about a guy. You can be right about a player. But the cards themselves may still go down. Jalen Hurts last year did everything that the Jalen Hurts guys said he would do. But I said, sell him starting in week nine, you know. And if you sold him in week nine, you could have bought him back in week 16 when he was injured. And who knows what was going to happen. And you could buy him now probably for a lot less. Because the cards and the performance don't always tie, right? They don't always tie. And here's the, the the fun part of that, right? It's That's one of the huge differences between like fantasy football, sports betting, and cards in the hobby, right? Am I happy I own this guy's cards? Yes it's a constant reminder to me that I'm the better scout than most people in baseball. Now I'm just playing, but, but you know that, Hey, I'm right. I I can see something and act on it. Right. It's like picking a stock. Um, But in this case, I picked a winning stock that still went down in value. That's the hobby. Right. And these are the kind of things I want to be able to share with you guys. Right. I want you to hear those stories because, well, a couple of reasons. Number one, can't expect everything to go money-making, right? You can't expect everything to go parabolic just because we saw all this crazy run-up money, you know, boom, cycle, you know, bubble, COVID, you name it. That's kind of like a weird world, right? It just was, and it's not the way it is. Number two, even if you make the right call, it may not work out. But number three, the biggie is if you're out there saying to yourself, I can't figure this out. Like I bought this. I made the right move. I'm still losing money. You're not alone. You just heard my story, right? I mean, I couldn't have picked it better. But you know what? Nobody cares about pitchers. Nobody cares about closers. Nobody cares about a dude who had some PED issues. and Nobody cares about a pitcher in Cleveland. And you could go as far as to say nobody cares about baseball. It's going to be dead in 20 years, according to my, my old friend. But I'm going to come and talk about this because I know there's people out there who are sitting there saying, what, you know, like, what am I to do here? You know, maybe I'm not supposed to be in this hobby. Maybe I'm the one doing it wrong because the content out there just shows all these flippy nippies. They show all these, look, I showed up at the show and I forgot my wallet at home and all I had was this piece of lint in my pocket and I was able to go and take this piece of lint from my belly button and walk over to the table and turn it into this card and then walk to this table and before you know it, Mr. Belly Button lint left with a Michael Jordan PSA 10 at the card shop because that's the content out there. That's not real. What's real is, buying a card of a guy who actually turned out pretty good but guess what, you still lose money. It's all right, you're not the only one. And here's the other part that I wanted to talk about today. I finally get to my title. Whew, 14 minutes in, man, I talk a lot. Let's 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 have a nice episode right here. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll regroup. Mm. Diet Dr. Pepper today. I Put a little lime in it too. Eh, did use, didn't not really need the lime. Anyway, flip or dip. Because there are a lot of people who have dipped already. One of the fun things in this hobby for me, while the going was good, and even before the going was good, was being able to rip a box of cards and defray the costs by grading some of the hits or all of the hits, getting the cards back, keeping the ones that I wanted to, and selling the rest. Anybody remember that that was something that used to be done? You used to be able to buy a box of Topps cards for 100 bucks, used to be able to send the cards into PSA, you know, a bulk special. If you opened up a case of cards, you had enough to to send in. Eight bucks a card, nine bucks a card. That's how you were able to keep the guy you liked. You know, if you were a Bo Bichette guy and didn't like your Dan Alvarez, well, then you graded all of your your Dan Alvarez and your Bo Bichettes. You kept your Bichettes. You sold your Dan Alvarez and you made back some of In some cases, all of. In some cases, more than all of, depending upon how good you did in the box, the cost of that box. And you rolled that money into the next one. And you were able to rip product, grade, sell some, but also build your own PC of a guy that you liked. Who's doing this now? Who's doing that? Maybe the people who are buying cards that are expensive enough, the boxes that are expensive enough, that it's worth it to grade. But I believe grading costs too much. Plain and simple. I got stacks of cards here. I would clean out my basement. I seem to always be cleaning out my basement. I always got too many cards. I got stacks. I'm like, oh, I could grade this. And I got to remind myself, that's not a card you can grade anymore. That's not a card you could send in for great. I found a stack of 2012 Prism base cards. Football. Michael Vicks. Tony Romo. Eli Manning. You know, quarterbacks. You know, good players. Players that I like. And, um, you know, but they're base cards. They're base cards. And they are, you know, they're not going to sell for a ton. But at eight bucks, I'd grade them. You know, at, at 10 bucks, I'd grade them 15, 19, wait three months. I maybe I'll consider it, you know, I'll think about it we'll, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. But I don't, I mean, now there are other options. That's PSA's pricing. There's other options, you know, do we start to go, you know, look at other grading companies? I guess it depends. It depends on whether or not, you know, you're holding those cards for yourself, whether or not you're. You know, you plan on keeping those cards for your own, you know, collection, your own PC. If you're worried about secondary market value, I mean, there's there's a lot of questions to ask. It's kind of why I was looking at Arena Club. But Arena Club has its, I don't want to say issues, it has its questions also, right? I mean, the price of grading, how long can they potentially grade at, you know, at the prices they were grading at, right? And, you know, while the turnaround time is great, and the, um, you know, the the grading reports are great and trading is great and all that fun stuff. Secondary market, you know, if, if people don't grade with them enough, are people going to pay? I mean, you see difficulty with secondary market with even companies like SGC. Don't, most of their stuff doesn't sell for a huge premium for secondary market. So how does somebody like Arena Club compete? It's a difficult kind of question, right? It, it really is. And... You know, I would love to have the ability to get back to where, I mean, you want to call it flipping, right? You want to call it flipping those cards, recouping? I mean, I title this flip or dip because I, I can tell you back in 2018, 2019, the majority of people that I met in the hobby, this is what they were doing. This was their come up. This was what they found fun. Right. It wasn't going and breaking a flawless thing and getting a piece and a lottery ticket. It was, okay. I'm going to go to my store or I'm going to go online or I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to buy a box. I'm going to buy a bunch of boxes. I'm going to open it, whether it's Topps Flagship, Update, Chrome, you know, baseball, football, Prism. I mean, Prism wasn't the killer price. You know, people people did it eventually with Mosaic and we'll, we'll get to that. But people were opening boxes and with those boxes, you knew 100 bucks, 150 bucks. All right, I'm going to also budget in another 100 bucks, 150 bucks to grade cards. And 150 bucks will go a long way, even with shipping. You could grade a bunch of cards with that. You know, you could grade 15 cards all in, right? So you open up a bunch of boxes, you grade those cards. Maybe of that 15, you keep seven, you keep eight, and you sell the rest of them. And you're now building up that bankroll again to go and roll into the next thing. Call it flipping? Sure. I'm going to call it, like I said, recouping your money? Sure. I get it because that's kind of what breaking is now. But breaking has become, you're distant from the collection, right? I mean, I guess player breaks, you know, there's a way to do it, right? You don't have to buy the whole box and you just, you know, it's sort of getting you to the same end. But, you don't have the ability to like, wow, in this box, I pulled this huge card, you know? I mean, it's just an interesting space that we're in right now. And I wonder if, if you don't have this flip, do you see more dip? Dip two ways, dip in pricing, but dip, like people are gonna dip, people are gonna leave, especially the people who came in. We've seen enough people dip from the hobby already. And I wonder if this has to happen. I wonder if it's a healthy thing for it to happen because if less people are out there and less people are grading, I know I'm grading less. Um, You know, I'll use PSA as an example, right? I mean, I'm definitely grading less. My last, my last submission, I think they damaged a bunch of my cards. I called them up about it and they're like, take pictures and send it to us. And and I'm like, don't you guys take pictures? Like It was a whole conversation. I got, I got, you know, four or five tens and 102 cards. Insanity. Um, and I paid a lot for the privilege of having those terrible grades. So I used to grade, you know, 100 cards at least every month. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that anymore. And if I'm not doing it, I bet you a lot of people aren't doing it. And if a lot of people aren't doing it, well, then guess what? What often happens when a uh, a good is not being purchased at the price that it previously was being purchased at? Price comes down. You can see it on Twitter, folks. You can see it in people posting pictures. Those prism blasters that used to sell for nineteen ninety nine, then crept up to twenty five, and then twenty nine, and all of a sudden were thirty nine ninety nine. I'm seeing them mark down. I'm seeing them back to twenty nine ninety nine. Hell, I'm seeing them in Walmart with a half off. You know, this is what happens, right? You had it at a price, right? You had the supply. The demand went up like crazy. There wasn't enough supply to meet the demand. They start making more supply and they raise the price. More supply, increased price, demand that doesn't meet it. Eventually the price has to come down. Sort of economics, right? Supply and demand. I wonder if there's going to be that shift, that right sizing in grading over the next who knows, you know, year, two years, three years. Who, you know, who knows what the right answer is? So that we can kind of get back to that because I got to tell you, I got stacks of cards. You know, I got, you know, I opened tops Chrome case with my son and I got refractor rookies. I got prism refractor rookies. I got, you know, rookie numbered rookies. I got all kinds of stuff and I don't know what to do with it. Sure, I sent a bunch into Arena Club and they've sold. I've traded Anthony Volpe, you know, I've traded Corbin Carroll. I've traded those things. I've sold some on Arena Club and, you know, that made sense but is that gonna be enough to keep people in this i don't know i guess we're gonna see is it enough to keep you in do you care you know you may be listening to this saying i don't care about grading at all (laughs) i don't want to grade cards and maybe this is just the segment uh you know of the hobby that was fun for me right this was a, a fun part for me you know opening with my son opening myself i used to open like crazy um, and you know, maybe this was just a segment that you know that I like. Maybe people love the high-end stuff, and you know, this grading is not a, an issue, right? And I mean, I look at the gem mint reports. Maybe I'm completely off base, right? Because you see the amount of uh, the gem rate, you see the amount of cards being graded. I mean, PSA is grading a crazy amount of cards. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they don't have to drop the price. <laughs> maybe they'll raise the price <laughs> because there's so much demand still. I don't know. But the problem with that, I think is a lot of the product being made, it just doesn't justify grading. And then doesn't it all just become junk? Maybe we're already there. I don't know, guys, there's my flip or dip. there's my stories, there's my hey, don't take my my you know my story post about your QBs too seriously. It is really just a, you know, I've been here, I've been around the block a few times and I could tell some stories, my own successes, my own failures. Um, and that's kind of where it comes from. Um, take a look at some charts. You know, you can go on, take a look at the indexes on card ladder. Take a look at, you know, any quarterback that you think is a good comp to the person you're buying. It, it's, it's fun to do it, right? Now, don't get me wrong. If your game is a couple month gamble and flip, I'm sure there's money be made there. I'm sure there are people listening to this right now who bought Tua in the last six months who are able to sell to and now for significantly more than what they paid, and they're laughing at me saying, you know, what are you talking about? There's money to be made prospecting quarterbacks. Look what I did. "Mm, I hope you held them until now because if you go back a year and a few months, back to the preseason of last year, I was buying Jordan Love hand over fist. That was the time to buy Jordan Love. Problem is I watched him in preseason, and, man, he didn't look good. And I was hoping that they would trade him and they didn't. And he went into the year as a backup again. And his guards went, you know, like this. And I just, I said, you know what? Money's better spent somewhere else and sold him. Had I held on to him, I'd be in a good spot right now, I think, to dump him on you guys. Um, So it's an interesting thing. Another right call, not patient enough to hold until the right time. So you could be right. You could be buying at the right time. You buy the right guy at the right time. but. You know, you don't have the patience to hold them. There's a lot that goes into this stuff, guys. There really is. Um, And I'll tell you about all my stories. That way you don't feel alone. Um, And I don't know how I'd feel about selling those Jordan loves now. (laughs) I better find some Green Bay fan who wants to hold them forever because that game of hot potato, I don't know how long the hobby can, uh, can last if that's really what it's being built on. And there is my 25, 27 minutes for the day. I hope you enjoyed this. Let's hear those comments. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm an idiot. Call me names because that's what I get in my DMs these days. Woo! People are really coming at me, which is to be expected. You know, I I say some stuff that not everyone's going to love, I guess. Um, But it is all said out of love. Trust me. It's all said out of, I'm just an old man. Just the old dude trying to tell you what I've learned over time. And if you don't believe me, one day I'll bust out my Drew Bledsoe collection for you guys. And you'll hit the floor laughing as I cry. Because, man, did I spend a lot of money on that in the 90s. And half the guys who are playing now will not turn into half the quarterback that Drew Bledsoe is. And I have a bunch of nice coasters down there. Drew Bledsoe coasters. That's it, guys. Talk to you in a couple days. Take care.